Hey, in the immortal words of Judy Brown, happiness is a choice. And we're happy you're spending some time with us on a Wednesday, Chip and Zay. And uh, Zay, we're going to talk to John Brown coming up here in uh, 30 minutes. And then we're going to be talking to Chris Clack. Yeah, man. Chris Clack, former Longhorn Hoopster. I covered his Austin Anderson team in the state championship when he had to hit three free throws with no time left. Clutch. To deliver the goods, and he did it. He did it. I always remind him of that, and he's like, did you not see any of my college career, like when I was dunking on people and, (laughs) you know, getting stuff done? I think he won a Big 12 regular season title in 99 with Rick Barnes. Yeah. I'm like, Chris, I'm just telling you. I watched you go to the free throw line with no time left. You had to hit all three free throws, and you did. I was impressed. Obviously, I'm still talking about it. Yeah. However many years later. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk to uh, our guy, Chris. Yeah. That's my dude, man. He's a pioneer when it comes to Austin basketball. The first ever McDonald's All-American from the Austin area. He battled Vince Carter in that McDonald's All-American dunk contest, which obviously he lost. But (laughs) there were a lot of superstars in that McDonald's All-American game. Kevin Garnett, Stephon Marbury, you know, Paul Pierce was in that one. So the fact that uh, Chris Clack was with those guys shows how good that he was once upon a time. And yeah, it's going to be cool to chop it up with him and have him promote this camp that he has coming up. He's just a great guy when it comes to giving back in this Austin area and him being a former Longhorn. I feel like he's been in the ATX basically his whole life. And yeah, it's going to be a fun interview. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. That, uh, that's good stuff. Um, all right, Zay. I'm hearing. Yeah, CB Celebration Station, baby, where they had like the water bumper carts and stuff. Oh, the one off of, uh, gosh, what was it? Off of 35, the frontage road where all the hotels are nowadays. Like, yeah, right by the BMW where all that stuff used to be. And, you know, right before the Omni Hotel used to be Celebration Station. And that was the spot. Now, is that we like, hit that up at least four times a year, man, going big. Is, God, is that kinfolk nice. to nostalgic living right there? Is that kinfolk to Graham Central Station? Oh, have you ever heard of Graham Central Station? So. That might have been before my I, that sounds familiar, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, because at Graham Central Station, they had like one part of it was country. The other part was hip hop. The other part was classic rock. And wherever, you know, you it like you go off with your group and your band and your drinks. No, nah, that sounds more adult than what I'm talking about. Celebration Station was for the kids, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was like Chuck E. Cheese without the mouse and all the creepiness. Oh, that's just no wonder yeah. you picked that. <laughs> you don't need no creepy mouse coming after you. Oh hell no! Scaring no. you to death. No, nope, I don't do it. That mouse 
something's possessed and wrong with that mouth. So yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, never been for me. Love it. Okay, someone else has heard Sal, I think is, oh no, Grand Central's, not Grand Central Station in New York City, my man. I see you, I see you, Sal. Sal in Gotham. Appreciate you, Sal. Long time listener. And uh, yeah. Nick Spurs, Sal. Check it out. Wimbenyama. You already got a couple of the players. Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks talking about Wimbenyama is just another Porzingis, just another Bobo. He knows how to guard him. All right, Mitchell. All right. You know, (laughs) whatever, whatever you say. I know they got blown out by Indiana the other night, those Spurs, but. All right, be careful what you wish for. I know Mitchell Robinson's a solid defender and all, but Wimbenyama, okay, we'll see tonight. I like do that. Do you see uh, Tom Brady already posting pics of him with Wimbenyama? I did. I did, yeah. That Tom Brady, man. I saw him taking a shot at Julian Edelman, too. That was pretty good. Nothing bad. It was just all fun, comedy, banter, but, yeah, he's – that picture we saw with Wimbenyama and Brady. <laughs> Brady said, hey, Julian Edelman, is this how you felt your whole life? Because <laughs> I guess he's of the shorter stature. I didn't think Julian Edelman was that short. I thought he was like hovering around 5'10", 5'11". He just played, you know, I don't know. He always played bigger than what he was when you saw him out there. I guess he looked small, but yeah. Looked, they know. say he's 5'10". Okay, then. I guess that's what, you know, Brady's 6'4 and stuff, whatever. You know, Brady, him and Edelman, you know, they're close in commercials and stuff with one another. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a Kent State Flash, just like Nick Saban. Um, all right, so Zay, Quinn Ewers, we're on Quinn Ewers Countdown. And... You know, I'm hearing, oh, man, he's going to try. He's going to try. If this is early for the timetable, the timetable was Iowa State. You good if he's out there trying Saturday? Yes. Yep. I'm good because Malik Murphy, these last two games, you go 2-0, but it's been shaky, dog. It's been real shaky. And again, Malik Murphy did some really good things in these last two games. He definitely did, especially with that deep ball. And you could tell he has confidence, but sometimes it might look like too much confidence with some of just the ill-advised throws that we've seen these last two weeks. So getting Quinn Ewers back there, even though Quinn Ewers, he ain't perfect either, but moving forward, especially with the bullseye on your back, I'd feel more comfortable with three at QB. And if he's able to go, I'm not saying he has to be 100%, but if they clear him, then put him out there. And Sark, you got to put him in situations and let him know, him and A.J. Milley, A.J. Milley, you're on the field for a reason. Hey, bro, maybe if that shoulder's hurting a little bit, how about you not lower your head and try to deliver the boom? That's 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 not good for us. 
I talked about that right after the Houston game. I know he didn't get hurt on the play that everybody remembers where he takes off scrambling and, you know, lowers his head, but that didn't help nobody. You can't do things like that. you got to protect yourself if you're going out there. And Sark and this coaching staff, they have to draw up plays in a way for him to protect himself because at the end of the day, you can't control what's going to be thrown at you and the pressure that TCU is going to try to bring at Quinn Ewers if he does play. So, yeah, I'm, I'd rather have Quinn Ewers out there at 70% at this point than 100% Malik Murphy. He's shown me enough, and it feels like with Malik, too, once he makes that mistake, it's just a trickle-down effect. You know, it doesn't get better. It might be he gets in his head, and you're thinking about the last throw. You can't do that as a quarterback. If you make a mistake, it's next play up. The next play is the most important play. You hear Sark talk about it in the press conferences and stuff, and that's true. You have to have a quick memory and get that thing washed out very quickly because, again, these guys are coming to take the ball every single time you snap that thing. So, you know, that just comes with being young and experience and development and stuff. But, hey, you have a chance to get to the Big 12 championship and win that thing and hopefully put yourself in college football playoff contention. And I think you're best option is going with Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's going home, you know? Yeah, that is home. Yeah. Sounds like Carroll, right, right up the road there. Um, so a couple things. The uh, college football playoff rankings came out last night. Texas is still number seven. And there's all kinds of talk about how crappy the uh, the Big 12 is. And I'm sitting here going, well, how good was the Big 12 last year when TCU lost in the Big 12 championship game but still got into the college football playoff? And how much of that was just the dominoes kind of lined up. There weren't, you know, the ACC didn't have a dominant program. You know, it was Georgia um, and USC got cut out. But obviously, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, Texas, their wins aren't going to be good enough. And if Alabama keeps winning and racking up impressive wins over Ole Miss, LSU. You know, they're going to probably play Georgia in the SEC championship game. They'll pass Texas. And I'm like, wow. It really is the circumstances of the year. Because you can't blame the Big 12 being bad because the Big 12 was bad last year. You had TCU 9-0, and in the regular season in, in league play, K-State at seven and two, Texas at six and three, and Tech at five and four. So don't give me that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you look at the Oregon situation too, and yeah, uh, only three teams in the nation have three ranked wins. Arizona, the team that you just talked about, Alabama, 
and the University of Texas. Now, we know Kansas State is no longer ranked, but they were ranked when the Horns played them. Uh, if you look at Kansas, they were ranked, and obviously Alabama was ranked also. But then you, you know, want to play a little devil's advocate there. Okay, you struggle with Wyoming, who had their backup. You beat Baylor, but they had their backup. You beat Kansas, but they had their backup. You know, just all those games. And then you struggle with Houston and you struggle with Kansas State. And that's the committee's obviously using that against them. And they're putting the Pac-12, which had a lot of ranked teams this year, they're putting that over the Big 12, which I can understand that. So I see both ways. I see why Texas fans are frustrated and could be a little nervous. But, you know, I also see the committee definitely making some mistakes and not looking at the Texas dubs as something to really account for. So, again, there's a lot more season to play, but, you know, it is a tough situation that Texas can only blame themselves for. I mean, Oklahoma, they're clearly not doing you any favors by losing back-to-back games after they beat you in Red River. And is the committee going to look at that as such a big rival game and the fact that OU probably was just preparing for that in the offseason due to 49-0 in 2022. So I, it's there's so many ways to look at it. You know, that's what makes it fun. But... Yeah, man, for the last year with a four-team playoff, it seems like the Horns could seriously get screwed, and that's very unfortunate, especially with how deep and how good we know this team is and what they're doing with guys like Travandre Sweat and Byron Murphy, who are the best defensive tackles in the nation. And then, you know, Jalen Ford, who most likely is going to go to the NFL, and Jade Barron, like all of these guys that are just big-time players who you won't have next year most likely. You know, you want to be able to capitalize on those studs being here now, and you don't want it to be in the committee's hands. So all you could do is handle what's in front of you. I've talked about this week that makes me nervous about Sark and his play calling. Is he going to try to do too much about going for the big play and about trying to put the points on the board instead of taking what the defense gives you because he wants the committee to see, hey, if we blow out our teams in the next three games, then we deserve to be in a better situation than what y'all been putting us in these last two so weeks. Here's, here's the thing, Zay. The best win, the best looking win was Alabama. The best win in Big 12 play, most convincing, was Kansas. Kansas is the only game this season where Texas ran the ball 50 times. And guess what? They won in blowout fashion, 40 to 14. Like, to your point, hey, Sark, Jonathan Brooks is a monster. CJ Baxter's healthy. Jaden Blue's got explosive, explosiveness. Keelan Robinson, how about you pound the rock? this week we've been asking for that for three weeks well certainly the whole time that Quinn Ewers has been out because it's like you've got the offensive line you've got the running backs you run zone and gap scheme you're hard to defend because you're not just one thing you run split zone I, I swear to God Jonathan Brooks is averaging like eight nine yards a carry on split zone and just Use all the different ways that you run the ball and pound these teams. 
Because if that is, you know, we know Sark loves to throw the ball. He's got talented receivers. Worthy A.D. Mitchell. They're going to look good in a pro uniform next year. J.T. Sanders. But win the game. Win the game. Yeah. Nothing more demoralizing. I mean, Texas held the ball almost 40 minutes in the Kansas game. Damn. That was the recipe, and it was like, oh, man, we're going to see more of this. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Been a lot of throwing, a lot of, you know, a lot of opportunities for for the uh, – that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I need more Tom. I need more Tom Izzo from Sark. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've seen Tom Izzo lately, but he's kind of been on around national media because he got in the kid's face and called him an effing asshole and stuff like that, which it didn't look good at all. I'm not saying Sark go that far, but there has to be a point in time because Sark talked about him throwing the football to get Malik Murphy some confidence and stuff. Malik, man. How about this? I'll pay for your bird bird biscuit next time you're hungry. You know what I'm saying? And make you feel good that way. But we're going to do what's best for the team. And you throwing the football a lot, that's not what's best for the team, man, because... I don't need him throwing it 37 times. Hell no. Hell no, Chip. I didn't need when you was throwing it 30 times last year. No, no, no. Because both of those guys, Quinn Ewers in 2022, due to the lack of experience, and Malik Murphy, same thing, due to the lack of experience in only two games, you should be able to see, oh, man, a couple of bad throws. This guy gets down on himself. This guy's head, he's not all that bouncing around and dancing and stuff. That stops. And it's just bad throw after bad throw instead of simplifying that thing. Make it as easy as possible so we can get back into a rhythm. And again, Malik Murphy, hey, that fourth and sixth play to JT Sanders was huge just to get three on the board. That's a huge play. So Malik Murphy, he has it in him to regroup, but Sark has to make it a lot easier to do that. And sometimes it's just completely taking the ball out of his hands. You know, like, and he he has to understand that. Like these players, they have to understand. And I don't know if that's just the new wave ship of these kids nowadays. Like everybody's just so sensitive. So you want to, you know, keep them as upbeat as possible. We talked about that briefly on maybe, you know, what's going on with Isaiah Nayar if we're, but we're speculating on that, but just for next year's sake, like at the end of the day, we're winning, so that's all that matters. This you gotta trust the coaches that they're gonna put you in the right situation to win. And sometimes you might not be involved with that, and that's okay. But when your name is called, you gotta be able to step up. And yeah, I'm good running it 50 times a game. I'm good with that. It might not be pretty, but hey, it sounds effective to me. Yeah, Orlando. Says essentially the Longhorns are like the Cowboys. They play up to their competition. They play down to their competition. Okay, well, we we just gave you the formula for pounding your competition, and that is pounding the rock. And if you run for six yards and then five yards, keep running it until they stop it. It's like the Steve Spurrier. I'm going to run it till you stop it. I'm going to run the same play six times in a row until you stop it. Like some coaches are like, oh, that worked. We'll have to come back to that later. Steve Spurrier was like, we're running the same damn play again. We're running and again and again. He'd run it six times on one drive just to, I mean, he's arrogant as hell, but 
if the defense can't adjust, take advantage. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't wait till they go to the sideline and say, okay, if they run this again, we're going to do this. Then when you go back to that play, they have an answer. Yeah. Like, rip that scab off and then stick a some salt in it and then stick a fork in it and then scratch <laughs> at it and just rip their, you know, bleeps off. That's what I'm saying. Get ignorant, too. Pour some salt on that scab wound, man. Make it burn. Make it Make burn. It burn. Take, that, take the life out of them, man. You just got to, hey, if you want to win the style points, then do it that way. Show that Texas ain't nothing to muck with. You know, shout out to the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, that's what it is. You that's what John know. Brown would do. <laughs> that's what two-time Mr. Universe. There he goes. Father of... Yeah, a little, 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 little brighter. Three five-star wide receiver sons, including Equinemia St. Brown. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Amara St. Brown right now on NFL Network. <laughs> I mean, he's repping Old Spice swagger. Does he give he you? Does he give you Old Spice swagger? Like, does he? No, give you, he doesn't give me anything. I need some Old Spice. I mean, come on, <laughs> JB. I don't get anything. What's going you on? Gave him, you gave him life. He could at least give you some swagger. I know, huh? I mean, you got swagger. <laughs> you got swagger. What's going out there in Texas? What's going on in the world of sports? Oh man, Texas Longhorns fans are—they've chewed their nails off. They're—they're they're chugging tums. They can see the finish line. They're just like, "Can we get there? Can we get there?" They'll be, be all right. You think they'll be all right? Yeah. You've been watching the game this weekend with uh, San Diego. Hope the Lions are ready. Oh yeah, Lions—they're coming to SoFi. They're coming to your backyard. That's going to be a tough game. It's going to be tough. Yeah, in my opinion, hey, the other guy's getting paid too. Yeah, the, their defense is good. They're every team. I don't care last place team. You are not prepared. You can lose that game. No, it's true. It's the NFL. You got to be ready. Every Here's the game. good news, JB. The Chargers just won, so they're going to be fat and happy. <laughs> and their coach is an idiot. Oh, so really? oh god! I like the Lions. Let me see what the spread is in this game. Because I'm all about the lines. That Brennan Staley, he is dumb as a bag of hair. Oh, my God. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, yeah. But he's playing for his job, JB. That's why they might play for him. He's playing for his job. He's desperate. Hey, so I just know you got to bring it. Yeah, I you don't do. care. You got to bring it. Last place team, you got to bring it. Those Lions are three-point favorites on the road. They're Ooh. professionals, and they're going for it. All right. Have you seen Amin? I I saw him. Uh, uh, he came home on the break, and now he's back, obviously. And he's he's healthy. He's not sick. That's good. That's good. And, and Equinemius is back on track too. He should be playing this weekend also. 
that's good. Yeah, I would hopefully, hopefully, hopefully give him some opportunities, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, Detroit should should have took equanimity. He's big, he's fast, he catch, he catches good Amon. If you like Amon, you gotta take all his brothers. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I mean, I didn't shortchange one guy. Right. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you more than the other. They all got the same thing. They're all the same. I love it. I love it. Well, here's the thing. Amon Ra is setting records. He's doing things like to start a career on pace with their best receiver. Well, Calvin Johnson was their best receiver, but Herman Moore, before Calvin Johnson, Herman Moore was the man, and Amon's mm -hmm. breaking Herman Moore's records. So let's go. Yeah, he's on He's on a, he's on a good uh, track right now. He's doing good. You know he's a grinder. You know he doesn't talk much. He keeps his head to the to the to the ground, and he just grinds. He grinds like crazy. Yeah, yeah, John. It seems like it's very easy for him to stay motivated. We know that he knows all of the wide receivers that were drafted in front of him. But now, even after being a Pro Bowler like he was in 2022, there's a lot of guys that just seem like they're on TV more and commercials and getting ads. And like you said, he just kind of sticking to it and grinding. They need to give. Him, they need to put a little more respect on his name. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. I mean, He's the guy that old spice swagger. Yeah, he needs more than that. Though. I mean, <laughs> what do you What do you want? What would you love for him to endorse? Other than cane protein, which he already endorses. You know, I never thought of that question. Actually, uh, it doesn't matter to me as long as they pay him. You yeah. know, it comes down to the money. You know, because we, if you're a professional, you're doing it for money, right? You're not just doing it just to win a trophy. So. Any 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 large company that, that that admires someone like him who can use a guy who can speak different languages and reach different a, a broader audience, you know, or find it uh, that he's he's a clean cut guy, right? So, I, 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 even Equanimity, they're both clean cut guys. You know, they're gonna do what they they're gonna go to work, they're gonna go home, they're gonna study, they're gonna go to bed, and they're gonna eat. They're not gonna be ripping and running. So, They're not gonna dye their hair blonde like Odell. I mean, he may he may do something silly like that, but uh, he's not gonna embarrass the team or yeah. or, the, or the shield. You know, make sure he represents the shield and the team in a, in a favor favorable way. Actually, so you got good tickets. They always have good tickets uh, for the family. No, no, not not away games. Well, they put you in the nosebleeds. Really? Yeah. So where so, are you? I, so I got some. I had to get some other tickets. I had to buy my own tickets because if not, you sit you up you up in the nosebleeds all the way. Game you got to buy your own tickets. It's best if you want to have a good seat. Yeah, I mean I don't want to look at it. Go there and look at the jumbotron. I can stay at home. Yeah. Have you been to SoFi? Yeah, I love it. Best stadium ever. I want to go, man. You never been there? No, that's yeah. on my list. Best best stadium out of all of them. Really? Yeah, it looks like a new stadium, modern stadium. It looks uh, chic. It looks, it just, it just looks like what you would think you would see in 2022, 23, 21. Uh, for, for an example, the stadium in Vegas. Oh man, it just looks like it just looked like a typical Roomba. generic old stadium. <laughs> I mean. I, 
they had a lot of land out there. They could have put a see. SoFi looks futuristic, and it, you know you can put. They got around SoFi. You have uh, concert halls. You have all kind of stuff. Vegas had enough room for that. They could have done it much nicer. I'm surprised they just put a black blob up. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> she had a mall. She had like a little city. She had like a little, I don't know, like LA Live, you know, Vegas Live. They should have done something like that. I'm well, clearly, the Raiders that. don't think, they don't plan. They hire guys like Josh McDaniels and then they fire him mid season. Yeah, yeah, and it's shoot ready aim with those fools, you know. Maybe they're gonna get. They're gonna. You think Jim Harbaugh or Deion Sanders will go there? <laughs> See, I think I think Deion wants to be able to pick his own players. You know, mm-hmm. it's easier when you pick your own players, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't pick your own players, man, it becomes very difficult. It's not like college. You can just pick the team. Have the best players and you'll shine with the right system. How about Lincoln yeah. Riley firing his defensive coordinator midseason? Mm, see, see, but what's going? On? I don't, I don't know, man. I'm looking at football and I'm going, what is going on with football? Why can't kids tackle anymore? And I had someone say something to me. Not sure if he was right. But he said, "I don't play Madden, but in Madden, guys try to tackle with their shoulders." He said. I go, really? Is that where that came from? No one wraps up anymore. You got to get the guy on the ground. Wrap him up, he'll go down. But they, they throw the shoulders, and I'm like, what? Oh, it's unbelievable. No one knows how to tackle. <laughs> we'll get Zay out there. He'll be tackling people. Shoes. I'll be just like them, John. I'll be diving for nothing, man. Yeah, they Come just, on, they just shoulders. They just, nah, man. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Oh, you got Derrick Henry coming at you full speed? You got to make a business decision sometimes. Die for that ankle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll wrap his, his lower body up, he'll go down. Yeah. And his feet don't weigh that much. Right. Not like his upper body. Yeah, they'll go down. Yeah. Hey, hey John. 6'4", six, six, 250. 6'5"? Yeah. That's probably 6'12". 6'4". I don't know how big he is. He's 6'4", yeah. He'll take someone down. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> There's a reason why I didn't play football, it's fellas. Yeah. Hey, John, let me ask you this. I did not know because we know your wife's German and your kids mm-hmm. all have German in them, but the game this past weekend in Germany with Kansas City and Miami, I did not know that part of the country was such fanatics when it came to the NFL. It's crazy. Apparently there was how do I, how, let me get my numbers right. They had a, a lottery for the tickets each game, and I think over two, three million people was going out in a matter of five minutes trying to get the tickets. <laughs> five minutes. So it, it, it's amazing. Overnight, it seems to me overnight, everybody wants to play football in, in Europe, especially in Germany. We had a camp there, and there's so many kids. And I'm looking at these little kids, you know, eight, nine years old, and I'm just looking at them going, how do you learn about football? So I started asking questions. So so why do you play football? Uh, it's fun. It's fun. I think I think the guys in soccer, because there's no pop water, there's no high school, 
is like club. And they're so strict on them that and in football is a little different. We're out there laughing and they're out there scoring touchdown. Every score, you got to do a dance. And, and they're all having, a, they, they, they love it. It's, it's a good time. It's just unbelievable. And when I tell you it's taking over, it's taking over Germany. So y'all went over and did a camp? Went over and did a camp. And the little kids knew how to do the gritty. I'm like, whoa, 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 come here. We learned that. And they were doing it good, too. I'm like, what? Blew my mind. I'm, I'm telling you now, what I saw was weird. It was weird to me. They Did all you do that last kids. summer? Last summer, yeah. So do you go over to Germany to see Miriam's family? Yeah, we go there, yeah. So you go once a year? Uh, I, I try to go once, not all the time, but she goes twice a year. And so we'll, we'll now that the camp was so su- successful, we'll go there again. So we'll probably do two camps, one in Paris and one in Germany. There you go. But I'm telling you, it was the craziest thing. If you just saw that, you would go, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the NFL wants to take the game global. And, and I think Germany is like one of the – Mexico and Germany are the two places where it's really popular. That's crazy. So I, have, I, have, I was thinking about parents. And because I had a guy come to me uh, on the sideline, he, I guess he was with the Raiders. Didn't know the gentleman, but uh, he goes, "Hey, I, I love your story, and you know, I have three kids of my own, and you know, young kids, and I appreciate you know the way you you, you fathered your kids." So I thought every time I talk, I'll try to give out some advice for for parents. If I had a child that was three years old, five years old, six years old, right now, I would never give them a cell phone. Never give them a cell phone. This is going to sound like, oh, you're old school. You know, like, you know, you know, when our mom, we were growing up, they would tell, my mom would tell me not to wear tight pants or, you know, don't gyrate your hips when you're dancing, weird stuff like that. <laughs> this is not that. Because, you know, if you give them a cell phone, man, it messes them up. There's so much information that they should be avoiding at that young age. And if, I, I wouldn't give them a cell phone until they're like 15 or 16. Maybe 16, not even 15. No cell phone. Stay away from it. It's, 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 it's not a good thing for them. And you don't need to talk to them. They'll figure out a way to use some else's phone to call you if they need to talk to you. But stay away from cell phones. It's too much information that's negative for your child. And it's going to mess your child up. They'll go, you know, what direction they'll go. Yeah. You know, there was a guy who played quarterback at Texas. His, his name was David Ash. Mm-hmm. He was from Belton, which is a, you know, small town, you know, central Texas between here and Waco. And his dad was a principal of a school and they had no TV. Mm-hmm. There were no phones. And the only thing they watched were like VHS tapes of Little House on the Prairie and stuff. Mm -hmm. The daughters had to wear full length skirts down to their ankles. (laughs) And Dave, they're all very religious. And so David gets to Austin and it's Sixth Street and parties. And he's in his dorm room reading his Bible to the point where the the offensive coordinator at the time, Major Applewhite, said, hey, uh, David, you know, Jesus was out amongst the sinners. 
You might want to spend a little more time with your teammates instead of sitting in your room reading the Yeah, yeah. How did it work out for him? I mean, he was he was a really good quarterback, but he ended up having concussion problems and and leaving football. Hmm. Really accurate uh, passer, but yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, that's a little extreme. Yeah, that's extreme. But I'm with you. And uh, but I'm not against someone, you know, believing in that if that's what they believe in. But in my opinion, it seems a little extreme. But cell phones, man, man, the stuff that's available for kids, it ain't good at that young age. It's not. You know, you, you don't you don't need to be exposed to everything immediately. Right. right? Because it, it can it can sway your decisions and your perception and it, it can it can be bad. You know? I mean I, I let them look at TV, but my goodness, I wouldn't no way. Oh man. Mm-mm. Yeah. How many kids up late at night looking at their cell phone and shouldn't well, see me? Yeah. Well cell phones came in what, twenty 20- I mean, the iPhone came in 2013. 07, 08. 20, oh yeah, 07, 08. No. So how did you handle that with your boys? Oh, they didn't they didn't get it, no phones. Did they ever get they didn't get their phones until they were leaving for college? Yeah, leaving college or something like that. Yeah. They didn't get no cell phone. Yeah. I didn't even like video games. <laughs> because because they go to school early in the morning. They get home around 8.30 in the night, almost 9, 8.45. It's almost time for them to go to bed. So they got to eat. They got to do their homework. Because so, cause you're playing football, you're there late. Now you got to come home. And I go, well, mathematically, how's this going to make sense? They got to sleep. They got to eat. They got to do their homework. I think they're doing too much with football. And if you want to stress a kid, for your program like that, then you should say that kid can go to school later, at a later hour. Like at Stanford, Osiris had to change his, his major because it was, he couldn't do what he really wanted to do because it was too much studying and, and not enough time for football. That's unfair. Everyone's talking about NIL. Guess what? They should not, they should pay those students and, and not make, if you're playing sports, hey, guess what? You, you got to have some, some, some lead weights and breaks with your classes. Because it, now they say, well, if you play football, if you want to be a doctor, you know, you can't be a doctor and play football. That's what they're saying, basically. So it, there should be some, someone should govern that to, to change the rules because it seems to me to be unfair, you know? And so when my kids came home from high school, I'm like, dude, you got to go to bed. And, if, and they had a video game. I'm like, no, no. Because if they had a video game, it's natural that when they get in the room, they want to play for a while. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You only can play that. When I say you can play that, <laughs> if I don't say you can play it, don't play it. And and they they kept sneaking, playing it when I told them not to. So I took up my cell phone. I think I gave it to Osiris to put on video. He videotaped it, and I took a sledgehammer and I and I made him videotape me cracking it up. <laughs> I said, next time I tell you don't play, don't play. Now you ain't gonna play because it's it's just demolished. Oh man! Yeah, because it, 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 they're gonna they end up being stupid. That's yeah. awesome. You made Osiris videotape you smashing the vi- the yeah. video game. Yeah, videotape it so I can show it. If I need to show it, look. Remember what happened here? You want that again? 
thing. You, 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 look, you can't be a kid's friend. You can be their friend, but you still got to be their parent. Right. Uh, I was at the golf range, and I met a gentleman, older guy. He said, we were just talking. He didn't know who I was. And he mentioned that he had a grandchild, a, a, a grand a grandson in sports is really good in, in different sports. He goes, well, I'm just going to let him choose whatever he loves. And whatever he loves, you know, we'll push him. But he's good at everything. Oh, my God. That's the worst thing to ever say. That's, that's, you got to guide your kids. You got to give them guidance. You got That's called parenting. That's awful. You have to tell them what to do. Make them do the right thing. If my son, what if Osiris, when they said, I want to be a clown juggling a juggling the circus. <laughs> no, you're not doing that. You're not do what I do. You're not you're not swimming. No, we're not swimming. We're not doing anything to get gold medal. No, not good. What are you gonna? Do? You can't even eat the gold medal. So <laughs> if you have a child, dude, you gotta you gotta stop and say, look, it's my job to parent this child. And when it comes to sports. Make them make them do the sport that if they become a world champion, they get some re, um, financial reward. You know, we're gonna do the cricket or something. You know, cricket here. Well, did they? Did your boys like basketball? Yeah, we did basketball. Yeah. So we you let that. them. You let them play basketball. Basketball. We did soccer. I didn't like soccer. I let them do it until they were like ten years old. I said, "We gotta stop this because soccer in America, you're not making." Money. No, you got baseball. We never had time to find uh, to do baseball. So it came down to football, basketball. I said, Well, you're not going to be seven feet. So, no, we're doing football. You'll thank me later. Yeah. Do what I tell you, and we're going to make this happen, and you'll thank me later. So, please, if you have a child, don't do stupid stuff with them. Come on. You don't, don't try to be their friend. Let them do what they love. They love money. That's what they love. They love the results. But they're too young to make an intelligent assessment. It's your job, you know? So, How did they all end up receivers? Well, they're all running backs. And Equinemius did a little quarterback. I said, uh, don't do quarterback because at that time, in my opinion, black quarterbacks weren't accepted. And so I'm like, well, you get, you're good at it, but you look like you don't have the height and all that, but uh, you may run to some brick walls because they are trying to protect that position for white quarterbacks only at that time. So I thought, no. So they were running backs, and they all played linebacker. And Equinemius was getting so tall. I said, you know what? You got to go to receiver because you project. I can project you in that position. And as he did that, I said, well, look, I'm not going to let one guy catch a ball and the other one don't, but we all doing it. So we all did the same thing. I can't have one running back and one. No, no. We all catch a ball. So uh, that's how it happened. And next thing you know, the rest was history. Uh, Amon was a running back. Amon Ra actually was a better defensive player than offense. Way better. If you talk to his, his, any of his Pop Warner coaching, the people say it's Pop Warner. But, you know, Pop Warner tells you about a kid's soul. You know, by the time he's high school, he developed a thing called swagger. He can trick you. But as a young boy, you see what his core is. 
and his coaches will come to school and go, he's in high school. They, they, they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's not playing defense. You got to be kidding me. Like, does the coach know how good he is? They were all dumbfounded. How is he not playing defense? He's a better defense player than Auburn. No question about it. Yeah. John, you mentioned about, you know, black quarterbacks being disrespected. I'm right there with you. My mom always talked about it growing up, and I didn't understand it until I got older. And mm-hmm. obviously there's guys like Doug Williams who paved the way mm-hmm. and Michael Vick, and now you see Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Shroud, mm-hmm. Hurts, et cetera. When, what have you seen just through your lifetime, the development of these coaches and GMs actually trusting black Americans playing that position? Well, they're, they're trusting them now because it's, it's a copycat league. And it's like, I forgot the kid's name when there were no black running backs. It was Sam Bam Cunningham came oh, yeah. out and did something to Notre Dame, destroyed them. And then all the coaches, all the white coaches. I Alabama. 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 Yeah. yeah. I, I need Give me Got one John McKay to bring USC to Alabama because he wanted the people of Alabama to see that black athletes were the dominant athletes so they would integrate and and it helped. And that's what happened. So it's so I see that happening. When you see Patrick and all these guys, Lamar and all these guys, they're like, wait a minute. They can run, they can ooh, they're they're, they're double threat. I need one of those. <laughs> so so by by it's a copycat league. They're like, man, we need to get one of those guys because those guys are dangerous. So that's what happens, you know. And, and so it's changing now, dramatically, obviously, because of that, you know. So uh, it's almost, I don't know, it's almost the quarterback that sits in the pocket. He's almost obsolete now. You know, he's like ex- he's going extinct because you don't want a guy running all the time, obviously. But if he needs to run, you want him to be able to run. I'll, I'll say that. So it helped. It helped. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, JB, it's gonna be a fun weekend for you. Oh man! So far, your favorite stadium, your kid playing in it. You know, if I was the Detroit Lions, I would have took equanimity. <laughs> well, they still can. They should, I mean, I tell you because I, they know his brother. He catches just like him. He's bigger and faster and stronger. He just he, he's just not getting opportunity. Right. He needs and I'm a- not playing daddy, but I'm just telling the truth. And another thing, if you got siblings on each on the team, man, that sibling rivalry is crazy. If one guy catches a touchdown, the other guy's like, I need me a touchdown. I'm not gonna let him do outdo me. Like backyard basketball. They don't want you you don't want your little brother, older brother outdo you. So I would most oh man. He's six five, he's two twenty. He runs a four four. Why would you not take him? This is, I don't know. Well, there might be an opportunity here soon for the Lions to pick him up. Yeah, well, it's already the deadline. I mean, the trade deadline passed. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I, I would have. They got that guy, that kid, Peoples, is it? Oh, Peoples Jones. Yeah, he's he's like six four. Well, he's, he's looking. He's got the same measurements as my son. But at least you know with, with my son, you kind of know what you're getting because I'm on his brother. So I, I, don't, I don't have like a – they're both like 4.0 thugs, you know. So 
They're both 4.0 thugs. Yeah. <laughs> you should market that. For real. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That's some good Seattle, stuff right there. Seattle had the Legion of Boom. Yeah, Brown family thugs. has the 4.0 thugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell, you dropped them off in Compton when they were yeah. just little peanuts and said, hey, good luck. If you get in a fight, fight back. Right back, you got to, and I see a lot of guys in the NFL, great athletes, a lot of them. And I, I just sometimes look at them and go, man, I wish they were a little heavier, a little stronger, just to make them a little more durable. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it just seemed like no one wants to really put that work in because it's it's hard, you know? It's hard. It's a lot. But it, I would really hope that they would, if I had a child, if you guys are listening, you got some little kids, make them lift weights at a young age. Just put it in their DNA. That's what they do, and that's all they know. Because if they make it, you want them to be strong enough to be able to withstand all that punishment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first things we talked about when you jumped on Chip and Zay about there, why is there an age limit or why have somebody out there make that stigma that there's an age limit on when you should lift weights? And oh, yeah. There no, shouldn't no. be. Uh, my age limit five years old. <laughs> five years old, you start lifting weights. Come on, man. Now, JB, I love it. Do we have a picture of you striking your favorite pose somewhere hanging on a wall in your house? Not on a wall, but I have, you know, in my phone. I got it somewhere in a drawer. My wife won't let me put them up. I mean, <laughs> can't, where's your man cave? I know. I, I need to get one of those, man. You got to get you a man cave oh, with all your... I'm the same way, JB. Chip don't get it. My lady, I want to put stuff up behind. She's like, nah, yeah. you're going to mess up decoration. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Well, you got a man cave. I got to give me a man cave. Yeah. yeah. I need. Most definitely. I have everything in there. Oh, man. You coming in like, oh, man. So do you have the fellas over to watch games when you're not at the game? No, because it's a lot of games are like in the morning. Yeah, yeah, out there. You know, like 10 a.m. California, 10 a.m. Man, 10 a.m., I'm in my bed with a remote control looking at the TV. I don't want nobody laying next to me on my buddies. (laughs) No, sir. I forgot about that. A sports bar at 10 in the morning. That's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Once it's like, uh uh, this ain't working. If it's a later game, we go to a a sports bar, we go to someone's house, invite people over, and we'll have like a group of friends over but only if it's a late game yeah early game i I forgot man that's always struck me so weird that in california all the noon games are at 10 a.m and 11 a.m college games are at 9 a.m yes i mean i mean it's kind of cool in a way but it's early man it's early that's early guy knocking on your door okay we're here (laughs) it's weird it's weird we're here I mean, like, I'm, still, I'm still waking up. So, Cane Protein. Make sure the people out there go to Cane Protein, order some protein for their kids. Get your kids on weight. Start. I don't care if it's basketball, soccer. I don't care what you plan. You got to be strong. You got to. You got to instill that in your kids. You know. Can't have these weaklings running around here. You know. No. Hey, my son. My son was all over cane protein growing up mm-hmm. and he went from skinny legend to being you know i mean according to him he's getting all the ladies so <laughs> according to him wait wait <laughs> he 
he said that. Oh, he's like, oh, dad, so you know, I got Yo, it. he's in Spain right now, John. Living. He's in Spain? Oh, yeah, he's studying for, he's doing international business. Sweet. In, in Barcelona, he's been to Morocco, he's been oh. to Copenhagen. Oh, wow. He's been to Andorra. I'm like, you've been more places than I have. Wow. I'm paying for this. That's fantastic. <laughs> See, that changes his mind, his perspective. Once he sees all that stuff, it changes you. You know, and another thing, I mean, if you're a parent, you have the money, the opportunity, take your kids abroad. Even when they're young, get them, get them, just show them things. It, it, it's, it's like, you know, everyone else is playing checkers, you're playing chess. That's great that he's doing that. Yeah. Fantastic. Love it. Yeah, he's he's loving it. I'll tell him you said, hey. Look at that. Wow. You getting all the ladies too? Oh, man. He's like, Dad, this place is amazing. He goes, he went to Copenhagen. He's like, I have never seen so many beautiful women in one mm. place. I'm like, yeah. you're in Spain. He's like, I know. He's like, Copenhagen was even. Copenhagen oh, is different. Yeah. Every woman looks like birds. Yeah. yeah. Even the ones that you see them riding their bikes down the street or sweeping the, the street. The street, sweeping the, the street with a broom. You go, wait, what? Why is she street doing that? And she's just like a model, but she's just a normal person, you know? Yeah. No, he's, he's loving it. Time. Fantastic. Very, very good for that young man. Yeah, I'll tell him. I'll tell him you said, hey, but yeah. Caneprotein.com. Cane protein on social media. Black coffee on YouTube. And, and if anybody got some questions, they can hit you guys up and just present them to me because you got to you got to figure this thing out. Time goes fast. Time goes fast. Can't screw around. Okay, so Jason says real quick. JB he says my uh, my ten year old son is in gymnastics, body control, and core strength. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> okay, he's ten, so be nice, but. No. Okay. All right. Let me, give me a minute here. <laughs> At 10 years old, it's okay to do gymnastics. It's okay to swim. It's okay to do all these little things because it, it could help him later on with his athletic ability, if that makes sense, o overall. But, 12 years old, man, you got to pick the hill you're going to live and die on. You can't mess around with those sports. Yeah, two more years. Yeah, two more years he has to concentrate, in my opinion, on what it is he wants, and, and, and it should not be gymnastics. You know, if, if my son was a smaller person, let's say my son was real skinny, five, five, you know, small guy, guess what? He's going to be a jockey. I knew you were going to say that. You were the best jockey in the world. <laughs> I knew you were going. Once you said 5'5", five, five, I was like, I That's know where right. he's going. No, there's it. nothing wrong with that, right? He's going to make a lot of money. Why not? He's going to be a world champion. Yeah. You, you know, he wins a Breeder' Cup or anything. I, I, I mean, I would try to match, believe in your kids. A lot of parents don't believe in their kids, so they hold them back. They put them in weird sports. They don't believe that they can do it. I believe that the kids can do it. 
and it's time for the parent to start believing in their own child. You understand? You got, it, it comes down to, I, I, just, I just knew. We all work everybody, we're going to be all right. Because most of the people are lazy. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about the world. 95% of these jokers are lazy. Yeah. So getting the 5%, you make it. Like his son, he can make it. Yeah. I don't even know the kid, but I, I know I know life and I understand worth ethic. I understand the workload. That's all you need to understand. Yeah. I agree with you on that. So, see those questions? Those are good questions right there. See? Guys yeah. like that and just let, let them know what to do with the kid, you know? Because everybody wants their kids to be the best they can be. All right? And, and if you need some guidance, I give you I give you what I know and what I learned and what happened what helped us. I did it three times. It's systematic after three times. Yeah. It's not just a, a, a guess or got lucky. No. There's rules and, there, and there's regulations. There's things you got to follow. Things you can't do, things you can do. You got to have a sledgehammer ready to take that video game console apart. But you got to have them videotaped. You got to be videotaped. Oh, yeah. You got to have the kids <laughs> film it. You got to film that thing. That is oh, awesome. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I send that, that I show that to you every now and then. Look at this. Oh, my God. Hey, remember this? <laughs> yeah, Papa. You filmed this, remember? Yeah, Papa, I remember. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so next time you tell them, hey, don't do this, they don't do it. Oh, yeah. They pay attention to you. JB, you're the man. So any no more questions? Well, Sam loves your logic. Got to work with what you have. Work with what you have, yeah. right? That's the gentleman with the ten-year-old kid. No, this is uh, this is uh, someone else. Okay, yeah, you got to work with what you have, but believe in your child, please. Doesn't matter if male or female, believe in your child. Yep. And don't be a lazy parent. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and don't, maybe. and don't if you if you're living in the suburbs, you got to take them to the hood. <laughs> <laughs> you take them to the hood. Oh, remember Sean? Remember Sean Adams? Yes. Maybe he was like, "Man, I think my I think I'm screwing up my kids because we're we're living in, you know, we're living on a cul-de-sac in suburbia." I'm like, "Oh yeah, man, you're raising the cul-de-sac kids. Those kids are gonna be softer than down pillows." <laughs> he you know, said he, he do that. <laughs> he would get Eminem, and he'd be like, you know, playing "Lose Yourself." He's like, "Do y'all feel this? Do y'all feel it?" And his daughter's like, Daddy, I like Taylor Swift. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Listen to me. It's okay. But you got to take him in the hood and drop him off. You yeah. have to. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yep. I mean, most kids, I, I, I had some, some little kids I was talking to. And sometimes I go to schools and talk to kids, but I don't advise them to, to bring me in because sometimes I say things that teachers don't like. <laughs> That's why you're black coffee. I go, can you, a, a, a raise of hands. If you've been in a fight before, raise your hand. <laughs> Almost no one raised their hand. I go, what the, you got to get in a fight. Go through life and not get in a fight and be tough. That, that's weird to me. That all happened to me in eighth grade when I got redistricted to like the prison. Right. Middle school. At least go uh, box. Oh, I got a fight. Box. I got slap boxing something. You got to take them to the hood. Like I said, you can you got to have some four thugs. That's the aim. Yeah, four right? thugs, baby. Yeah, so they're they're tough. 
They're not soft. They're not handling themselves. They're, they're gentlemen. They're respectable, but they can handle themselves. Yep. Because the navigating this world is not easy. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey. I'm get those questions ready for next time so we can, it's easier to, because I forget things, you know? I'm like, oh, I never thought of that until you said something. I go, oh, 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 okay. I have, I have, I'll give you, if I have an answer, I give it to you. Yeah. No, we'll line up some questions. Don't listen to your neighbors. Try it. JB, let's uh, go Lions, baby. Hey, man. Sunday. Sunday. All I got to do is get in the car and drive there. I love it. Fly. I don't have to get a hotel. I drive right to SoFi. So let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. We go. I hope they're prepared. That's all I'm hoping for. Because it's going to be a tough game. It ain't going to be easy. Nope. And boys over there are good, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, their defense is legit. Khalil Mack. Derwin James. Oh. Oh. You got to stop him. Bosa. The other Bosa. Oh, my God. Hey, that's what Amon Ra does, though, man. Hey, hey, he's going to be ready. He finds I, I, I hope the team just hope they're ready. That's all. Yeah. And fight to the end. All right, my man. All right, brother. Appreciate you, John. You. John Brown came protein, baby. Oh, he was on one today. He I was. was. He's always good, but man, he was on one today. That's the greatest stuff that I've heard in a long time. Man. Oh my God. Some, some of these people are getting that mixed up. When he said take your kid to the hood and drop them off, you don't have to necessarily do it like John. But if you want your kid to be in competitive sports, you got to go to the hood and can play against those kids right. sometimes to get a that's different right. feel. Like, that's what he means. And, you know, playing in your local YMCA, that's all good and fun and stuff like that. But if you're from the Austin area, you need to take your kid to Metropolis Rec Center. And play at the wreck there, or oh, Givens wreck, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like Doris Miller, all those classics, East Side, Dove Springs, Runberg. Like that's what John's talking about, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> See? See, Zay, you're helping him out. Give him oh, a that ill, man. I know about that because I'm a suburban kid. Very proud to be a suburban kid. My parents worked hard to get that house. You know what I'm saying? My mama got like three or four degrees and stuff so my parents they were the first ones in their family to get college degrees so i'm very proud of where i came from but they also knew that i couldn't just stay in south austin and hoop i was always in tournaments at gibbons rec like shout out to Metopolis. i played in that rec center growing up in the san antonio spurs leagues with the pizza hut shirts and stuff like that yeah man it got real and i learned a lot there and my grandma my mom she from east austin my grandma uh her house is off springdale still we still own that house you know people are renting it out right now but springdale and leslie and i would always be over there every summer all the time hanging out with all the crazy ass kids around that neighborhood and stuff and yeah it definitely toughened me up that's for sure so yeah yeah man i i love what john be spitting those facts and spitting that so you you played basketball for a pizza hut team yeah oh yeah i I played hockey i played hockey for a domino's 
pizza team. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Those were the best. Like some back in the late 90s, early 2000s, the San Antonio Spurs and Pizza Hut, they had some type of deal with like the rec centers in the San Antonio and Central Texas area. And they would host like, they would sponsor the leagues at the rec centers and stuff like that. So the shirts would always have Spurs stuff and Pizza Hut stuff all over it. And yeah, man, they're good times. Those are you loyal to are you are you loyal to Pizza Hut? Yeah, it's fine. It's bad. I'm not really picky when it comes to my, I guess, fast food chain pizzas. You know, I'll eat some Papa John's. Now that Shaq's running the show and they got the old racist out of there. I'm back with Papa John's and Pizza Hut's cool. Domino's is cool. I'm a big time Gettys guy, but that's kind of local. Like Mr. Gettys, yo. Oh, the, get, that the Gettys Buffet. Oh, Every my Sunday gosh, night yeah. in college, the all-you-can-eat buffet. Yo, serious. Every Sunday night. Serious. In, I'm in still salty about them closing the one uh, down there on UT campus. That was the spot. That was the spot they back close? in the day. I, they closed it and they put like Pete Terry's and all that stuff over there. And like the Canes. Kill a business down there. Like Gaddy's was made for college students. Yo, that's what I'm saying. That one hurt. That and players and a couple of more establishments over there. But yeah, dog. That Did they have the all, all you can eat Sunday buffet? They had it every day, I felt like. Every day. <laughs> they had it every day, man. Was yes. it lunch? I or think so. It might have been lunch. It might have been lunch. It might have been all day. I don't know for sure. But yeah, I had a homie who lived close to downtown and we would always go to that spot after basketball practice and stuff. And ah, yeah, just another one of the Austin great places that didn't make it due to all the gentrifying, I'll say. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, play. <laughs> Sam said, awesome, John Brown. Know it firsthand. Played ball on the north side of Austin. Went with friends to the east and played ball. Learned a lot. Yeah, man. Hopefully we get Chris Clack on here. Chris hasn't gotten back to me. Hopefully he will in a bit. But he'll talk about that. He'll talk about being in East Austin all the time and being an Austin kid and, you know, thinking that the city of Austin is soft compared to the Houston, Dallas's and San Antonio's of the world. And, you know, Austin ain't soft. You just got to find your spots. It might be small, but we ain't soft around here, man. I've known some very tough guys to make it out. So, yeah, call it what you're going to tell anybody that Garrett Wilson's soft. That dude went to Lake Travis. Ain't nothing soft about him. People, oh, he's from Ohio. Nah, man. That dude, the years that he was in middle school and high school, that dude was in Austin, Texas. That dude ain't soft one bit. So, yeah, I ain't trying to hear that. My man Jason says, okay, this weekend buying weights and taking the kid up yeah, to Rodberg and North Lamar on the Saturday night. <laughs> I love it. Oh, love that's that. amazing. Yeah, man. One bird. That is gold. That is so gold. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you got to do that, man. And you want to take them to all the places where the school district names have changed. Like you remember Lanier and Reagan? 
Yeah, the fact that they changed those schools to Navarro and what Northeast, that's where you want to go, man. When you have a school name change, that's how you know it's getting popping around there. So, hell, yeah. DJ said right under 35. Yeah, you could probably do that right over there in downtown. You'll see some stuff. There's some homeless folks that are definitely wilding and on some stuff that will change your life. That's for sure. <laughs> the old Esau Memorial, not the new one, the old one where Johnston High School used to be. Yeah, take them over there and drop them off. That's what I'm talking about. I but, love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, I uh, I just texted Chris, made sure he's got the link. Chris Clack. Um, while we're waiting for Chris, let me tell you about Apple Leasing because you want to get into, you, you want to be driving a car that you want to drive. Like some of you are driving around a car you can't stand. That's no way to go through life. You need to get into a car that you love because you're, especially if you're in Austin, you're going to be in traffic period, end of story. Apple Leasing is going to get you into a better car than you thought you could afford, brand new, under warranty, and you're not paying for the future trade-in value of that car. You're only paying for the car while you're driving it. It's the part that is new, under warranty. You're loving it. And then if you want to change, make and model a car two years into the lease, no problem. The easy lease, you can switch because Apple Leasing leases every make and model of car. Don't lease from a dealership because they're not going to let you out of that lease if you want to change, make, and model a car. Apple Leasing is a one-of-a-kind, unique in all the world. My man Scott Crossett has just been, I mean, he's been doing it for 30-plus years, leasing every make and model a car, and that's the way to go. You're in new cars, you're loving it, and you want to keep your car payments in the $400 range, or get a Range Rover, just call Apple Leasing, 512-346-9977. Or go to AppleLeasing.com right now. Start looking through that selection of cars and realize, man, you are this close to being in a new car. Apple Leasing. All right, Zay, we got, uh, do you believe in... Like one team just having another team's number, like over however many years, like how Texas was nine and one against Nebraska their whole time together in the Big 12. Um, yeah, for the most part, you know. Or is that BS? I, is that stupid stitious? No, no, it's not. Um, but I like to be as objective as possible and look at coaching changes and culture changes as a thing. But yeah, when you have that like Texas has had with Charlie Strong and Tom Herman and, you know, now Steve Sarkeesian and we know the record with TCU is not good, then, yeah, it could get in your head, especially as a fan. But overall, I'd, I'd like to say no, but I can't help but have it in the back of my mind, I guess. Okay. Yeah, How about you? I mean, I kind of – I think the fact that Texas has completely reversed the curse on K-State has kind of blown that out of the water because when Mac Brown left Texas in 2013, he had a losing record against K-State. Now Texas has completely flipped it. Obviously, they've won seven in a row. Um, and 
Sarkeesian went to Fort Worth in 2021 and beat TCU with Gary Patterson. And that was the Bijan 35 carry game. And, and then Gary was like, I can't believe they ran him 35 times. I, I don't never hate been. Gary. Yeah, Gary. Gary can be Teddy. Right you like Teddy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what Gary, Gary was at the game Saturday. He went to K-State. Ah, I didn't played, know that. He played linebacker at Kansas State, and he was at the Texas K-State game. He was standing next to the Texas Tunnel. So Yeah, he does look like he had a mean neck roll back in the day. Yeah, definitely looks like that type of guy. I was trying to find out if Garrett Riley's called Gary Patterson. Ooh. Like, you don't fire a guy unless you got a guy, right? You shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, you mean Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. yeah what I say? Garrett Riley? Garrett, yeah, he Lincoln, said Lincoln, Lincoln at USC. Right. Like, would, uh, would Gary... You know, he wants that Hall of Fame. He's been out two years. He's got to be out three years. Does he say no? So he can get into the College Football Hall of Fame? Or does he say, yeah, man, let me get back in there. Let me let me come to the Coliseum. Let me help rebuild that fight on Trojan, Trojan man. Legacy, does Gary, but does Gary want to go to the Big Ten though? I know that's that's it. Like that's it's one thing to join USC when they're in the Pac-12 and they're playing majority of West Coast teams, but we know 2024 USC and UCLA both you might as well live in Chicago. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, can he try to pull a Ricky Williams when he was trying to coach at Incarnate Word and just show up for games? Like, I don't think that works. So, you know, going to L.A., Gary doesn't seem like an L.A. guy, you know? No, sir. He flat. seems like a Fort Worth guy. Yeah, he seems like a Fort Worth, you know, blue-collar, I-hate-this-damn-traffic type of dude. And... That would be tough for me to see, but Lincoln Riley, he should be desperate. Why not? I'll be making all my calls. Word on the street, as you said this week, he made a call out to Brent Venables, which is so disrespectful if that's true. I want—I don't knock him, though. I don't knock him. Again, Norman, L.A., California, Oklahoma. It's very easy, in my opinion. So why not try to, you know, give old Brent a call, especially since things ain't going so well as of late, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about when uh, John Brown was talking about, well, and all these parents are talking about the different sports, brain vault, mouth guard, and how you need to make sure your kids' brains are protected. Like, put some thought into this. The brain vault, mouth guard, patented, proven to reduce the effects of concussion, um, developed right here in Austin by... <clears throat> Dr. Greg Eckert, Dr. U-E-C-K-E-R-T, Austin's dentist. But I went in, got fitted for a brain vault mouth guard, and it's unbelievable how comfortable it is. But when you put it on, it like sucks right to your teeth. I mean, it's a perfect fit. It feels like no mouth guard I ever had as a competitive athlete, as a kid playing hockey and football. 
where you boil it in a pan, take it out, dip it in water for a second, then bite into it. That thing would rip your mouth like Cap'n Crunch. This brain vault mouth guard is unbelievable. Like you, you wear it all the time, but it's protecting your kids, whether they're cheerleaders in lacrosse, flag football, it's the best. And they will do group fitting. So if you know, you know, tell the coach, hey, we they'll come to us. They'll fit us, fit, fit our whole team. Just go to brainvault.com uh, to get a fitting. Bijan Robinson wears it. Chip Brown wears it. Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear my Brain Vault mouth guard tonight. So I'm in the finals championship men's doubles Sunday. Tonight, it's the semifinals of our men's league. Maybe I'll wear my Brain Vault mouth guard to the uh, semifinals tonight. <laughs> Yeah, man, I haven't got that call from you. So you're trying to do it the old-fashioned, old fair and square way, you know what I'm saying? Because your boy had you on that, um, you know, Jim Hardball plug, you know, on your opponents. Your boy was good. Your boy was good for that, you know what I'm saying? Just get a little camera shot of what my man's doing to prepare what he likes to do. Just a little scouting report. It's just scouting. That's what Michigan's going to tell the Big Ten. We're just scouting. What are we really doing? You know what I'm saying? Like Ohio State, they're just trying to throw us under the bus. Like it's just scouting. We're preparing for a team like the rest of the nation. That's all you're doing. So, yeah, man, I, I salute you for wanting to do it the old-fashioned, you know, fair way, the fair way to go. That's very classy of you. Mike. I don't have enough energy. <laughs> I, uh, the only energy I have is for the match. I don't have enough energy to – Scout these fools like that. Yeah, that's how I know you're confident, man. That's yeah. how I know you're feeling good about your game. You hey, know? as long as I'm serving well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be good. It's like as long as Texas's defense is playing well, they're gonna be in it to the end. As long as I'm serving well, I'm gonna be in it to the end. Because yeah. I'm a serving volley guy, so doubles is my game. Like I'm too old to play serving volley in singles. Although I still try. Like the other guys are like, why do, you, why do you play like you're still in high school? I'm like, because it's all I know. It's all I know. But in doubles, it works great. Yeah, so, man. That, That's uh, what I'm talking about. That I'm going to have to go good. check you out sometime. I got to see you in action, man. Oh, yeah, man. I got to see you in action sometime. Sunday That's my story. Okay. You know. Yeah. I have yeah, to put man. on a performance if my man Zay's there. <laughs> yeah, show out. Show, show out. out, man. I need the fresh kicks. Maybe get you some OG Andre Agassiz because I remember Ooh. those being fire. Oh, my gosh. What a Nike run he had. Like, okay. tennis shoes shouldn't be that cool. Like, I'd wear those in the streets. That's how – I don't think they make them anymore. I don't no. know if he still has his I mean, deal. Every once in a while, you'll see a retro – like right. just a one one off one year Agassi type shoe, and it's awesome because yeah. it's like you know bright and in your face, and yeah, that dude had it going. He was oh. the eighties. He was the oh king. My gosh. He, was he was fly, man. That was that was one of Phil Knight's best gets right there. Like because again, tennis. It wasn't supposed to be that cool. And the fact that my dude 
Kevin Cromack, my father-in-law, like he's really cool with Stan Smith and Stan Smith Adidas. They're legendary. Oh with my God. Streetwear. <laughs> like, Smith, Stan Smith is the Michael Jordan of tennis. Yo, exactly. Those shoes, people love them. They love them. I got to get me some. Simple. I, yeah. White. Leather. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, they go with anything, man. More than you can anything. wear it with a suit. Yep. Like, you can wear it with a suit and, you know, be fly out there. I know BK's all about his suits and tennis shoes and stuff. I know he has a wedding to go to this weekend. I'm sure he'll be, uh, you know, dressed to the T and something like that. But, yeah, man, you're right. Stan Smith. He, he went Jordan with his footwear game. And, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo, you got to pull up DJ's comment here when he was talking about his life at Runberg. He said, my first apartment in Austin 13 years ago, Runberg, $400 a month, one room, only one murder while I was there. <laughs> DJ, you survived, baby. You survived, man. Salute to you. I, I feel like there were probably more murders you just didn't know about. It, yeah. Probably best. You that probably just didn't know. Closest to your apartment. Yeah. Closest to your crib, man. You didn't hear about the other ones over in building 16 <laughs> and building 15 because yeah, they had a whole bunch of murders over there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right behind Doby Middle School and stuff. You ain't hear about all that. Yeah. That's, that's classic. Gosh, that's funny. Yeah, we might have to get clacked another time, man. I know he's a busy guy. His daughter, her first year at TCU, she was the best player in the Austin area this past season coming out of Austin High, and they had a good run, which makes perfect sense. Like, of course, his daughter is good at basketball. Chris Clack was an absolute stud himself. So, yeah, got a lot going on. We got to catch up with him soon. Hopefully, we can reschedule that, seems like. Or maybe we'll get him toward the end of the show. I don't know, but that's all right. Hey, in the meantime, make sure that you uh, are getting the living room that you want. Go to Great Blue Heron Furniture, whether it's bar stools or love seats, couches, recliners they will even help you design exactly what you want like you go to greatblueheronfurniture.com you look at all the different you know high-end leather uh, furniture that they have and you can design your own you want a lighter shade of of leather no problem you want a darker shade no problem and it is built for a lifetime it's none of this you know, slap together box store furniture where a year or two in your recliner's like, <clears throat> and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Well, that wood just fell apart inside. That's what happened. You'll never have that with great blue hair and furniture. It is the best made and built for a lifetime. And don't forget to use the promo code HOOKEM to get the Texas Sports Unfiltered discount. I think it's 10 or 15%. So don't forget that. Promo code Hook'em. That will uh, help you save a few bucks. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and of course, you can sit in your great blue hair and furniture recliner and watch your audiovisual consultations, big screen TV, or surround sound, or new lighting, electronic shades, surveillance, a anything audiovisual. 
AV Consultations has you covered. And the beautiful thing is, all you got to do is call the number 255-8678. And Tom and his crew will bring everything to you. Don't go shopping around for TVs. Tom's going to beat the best price on big screen TVs. He's got the best technology, LG, Sonos. He's done it for all your favorite restaurants in Austin. He's done it for three of my houses. Uh, I don't own three houses, but at different times I have. And he's done them in all of my houses. So listen, I'm speaking from experience. AVConsultations.com. Just call 255-8678. Tell them Texas Sports Unfiltered sent you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and Zay, you know, we're always looking to give out some uh, some Olipops. Give John Brown an Olipop. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He is uh, He's a riot. I just want to know what's your gut right now. You know, I, was, I always check in with you. It's... 2.30 on Wednesday. What's your gut right now about Saturday night, 6.30 at Eamon Carter Stadium? Um, I mean, just with this Texas team, you definitely got to be a little nervous, especially if Quinn Ewers isn't available and they throw Malik Murphy out there for his third start. But there's some things that TCU, they just don't do well that plays into Texas's hands. I mean, when you're 126 in the red zone, you thought the Texas Longhorns had problems in the red zone. Texas is 95th. TCU, 126 out of 131. That's Charles Barkley. Terrible. And yeah, the hordes, yeah, that, that defense that they put on, they lock in when they get into the red zone. We saw that on that last drive for Kansas State when they couldn't get in and Baron Sorrell and Byron Murphy are keying in on Will Howard to throw that ball just in the air as he was falling on the ground. So I'm very confident in that. And plus, the way that TCU likes to play, they like to do a lot of dink and dunk stuff. And you've seen the last two weeks with the secondary, they've been better at covering that. Now, they do have their moments. If TCU just with Josh Hoover and Chandler Morris, he was suited up against Texas Tech. I still don't think he'll be available to play, but obviously he's getting better week and week. You know, if they try to throw it down the field, because Josh Hoover, that dude's a gunslinger. That dude's going to test you. You know, he's pretty fearless with a lot of his throws, and that's why he has seven touchdowns but seven interceptions also. So he's going to give you chances, and if somehow they're able to capitalize on them, that can be a tough day for this Texas secondary, which, you know, they're no legion of boom. So even though they've gotten better and, you know, the – we put on Texas Sports on Filter, who's the most underrated person on the team is right now, or the guy that's not getting as much love as the, you know, Travandre Sweats of the world or the Adonai Mitchells. I said it was Derek Williams. And that's because that dude coming in as a guy, a freshman in the summer, not an early enrollee, and the trust that Blake Gideon and Terry Joseph and Pete Kwiatkowski and Sark having them has been huge, but he's still a freshman. He's made his mistakes too, along with guys like Jaron Thompson and Michael Taff. And we saw Ryan Watts this past weekend. He was good, but he made his mistakes also. So the secondary, they're vulnerable. But yeah, man, I just think that this defensive line with Ethan Burke and Barrett Sorrell and all those guys with the linebacking core, just how locked in they are, knowing that they're 
so close to a Big 12 title. I don't think that TCU will be able to handle that, and the Horn should get the dub, but I don't know about covering, like, 10 points. That just with how they've been all year long, allowing U of H to be in the game and Kansas State, even though Kansas State is a solid team. TCU is just, they can't wait to rain on this parade that the Longhorns have going on for 2023. So that's the only thing I'm really skeptical over. But again, if the Horns play good football and Malik Murphy can take care of it, they should be able to handle business. Yeah, I got to, I don't know what it is, but I think Texas is going to handle business and cover this week. Okay. So I just, I, I think there's a, We've come this far. They can see the finish line. Now it's time to, you know, you've put in all this work. <clears throat> you've gone through all these injuries. Like, that's the thing. I mean, Sark said, hey, man, our depth. And, and in fact, I'll just make this the chip shot because this is where I was headed anyway. Um, you look at the injury situation and you don't make excuses about injuries but you you need to acknowledge them and obviously the quarterback situation where you had to take on Kansas State who's the second best team in the conference in my opinion uh, with a backup quarterback thankfully for Texas it was in Austin mm -hmm. um, and that helped but You've had C.J. Baxter, who started the season as RB1. He got banged up. Everyone on the offensive line, whether they miss time or not, has been banged up. Um, you had Cole Hudson. You know, Jake Majors goes down early in the OU game. And if you didn't appreciate Jake Majors before, you sure as hell should have appreciated him um, after that game and the fact that he's played two straight games on a high ankle sprain that can normally takes four to eight weeks and he didn't miss a game after, you know, leaving the OU game. That's a testament to that kid's toughness and desire. You know, I had one person say, well, it's because he doesn't want to lose his job. Well, I don't care what the hell it is. He's out there grinding, straining, doing it for Texas. And it's crazy to me how everyone's been like, oh, you know, can we find someone bigger, faster, stronger than Jake Majors? Uh, careful, right? Did you see what happened in the OU game? But, you know, then you flip it over to the, uh, and well, and JT Sanders with his ankle, flip it over to the defensive side. Ethan Burke has arthroscopic knee surgery in the middle of the season. Um, Mo Blackwell had a knee coming out of camp and he wasn't really, he, he hasn't really been like full go until the last couple weeks. And, and then in the secondary, you know, Ryan Watts, the hamstring, he misses a couple games. Jalen Catalan is back at practice, but probably still a week away. Um, it's been, it's been a lot. So you're, you know, when Steve Sarkeesian said Monday, hey, everyone was back at practice. I don't know how many are going to be ready to go on Saturday, but we're at least all back practicing. Listen, this is the time. This is 
when you've got to hit the accelerator and get to the finish line and Texas, the depth that this team has shown this season is impressive. And now if you can get everybody back and you feel like your mojo is at the top of its game because you've got everyone moving in the same direction, man, that's going to make you even stronger. It's going to make you even tougher knowing that you've endured all that and still have all your season goals in front of you. So Alipop to the Texas training staff and Tori Becton and all the folks that are keeping the Longhorns in shape because they've been working overtime this, this fall, Zay. Yeah. And there were times in the past, if you'd have had all those injuries, it'd been ugly. Ugly. Yeah. Might have been fugly. Oh, yeah. It would have been toe up. It, it would have been toe up. And, you know, you got to salute those guys that are part of the rotation. I mean, Jet Bush had a huge tackle on that little shuffle pass that Will Howard tried to throw out there. That was a huge play on the third down that Jet Bush just, you know, squashed. And we've seen his ups and downs through his Texas tenure and seemed like this He's year, better on the line. He's, he's so not, much better on the line. He's not – I don't want him in coverage. I need him on the line because he's got really good bend. I mean, he's low to the ground. He, he can get around the edge and, and transfer his weight. And he makes plays. Yeah. You know, I know right. like, what does Jet Bush do? Well, he just had another big play for you. So. Yes. And he's quietly been doing that all year long. I mean, again, he hasn't been Brian Erlacher, but he's been good enough along with the rest of the guys on this team. You talk about how deep they are. Like, that's a huge point. Like, Jet Bush is out there making plays because they got him in the right spot due to not having to plug him in somewhere where he's not as successful because you're not as deep. So, yeah, the Longhorns, they have a luxury this year that they haven't had in the past and it's very refreshing to see but they're gonna start having to have some double digit wins these next three weeks like you know i mean again you're playing against the nation at this point yes you want to get to a big 12 championship yes you want to win your games but hey you know what situation you're in the committee obviously things oregon has had a tougher schedule than you why i don't know you know, I have to think about it being the backup quarterbacks the Horns have faced and the tough games that shouldn't have been so tough when you have double-digit point spread when it comes to Vegas and you're only winning by single digits. You have to account those types of things. I'm sorry, Texas fans. I know you're salty about that, but, I mean, it just is what it is at this point. Like, I'm salty too. Hey, it is what it is. But Sark, don't let that get to you, man. Just know what's ahead of you and do whatever it takes to get the dub. You can't worry about that. Let it come naturally, organic, organically. Let it come natural. Do not go hunting for it because I felt like a couple of times these last few weeks, you've been hunting. Bert Auburn don't need to run that thing. That's hunting. You know what I'm saying? So be very careful with that because Sonny Dice and TCU, 
I don't think that's the team to really play around with. Like, there's too many guys in that secondary for TCU, even though they've had their struggles throughout the season. I mean, Josh Newton, come on, man. Mark Perry, dogs there. Johnny Hodges, they got dogs still. They still got dogs yeah. over there. They just haven't been able to figure it out. And Mike Clark, I mean, their whole yeah. back seven is basically back, except for D Winners. And D Winners was big time. He was. I mean, I'm not going to lie. He was like Jalen Petrie for Baylor when he left and Terrell Bernard left Baylor. That defense took a step back. Every once in a while, you get that special player. D Winters was that guy. Um, and you know, Gary Patterson, everyone's like, oh, Gary, pa Gary Patterson recruited all those dudes that got to the national championship game. Now, Sonny brought in a handful of transfers, including Josh Newton from Louisiana Monroe, who is going to be an NFL player. And, you know, Johnny Hodges, the kid from Navy, like no one thought he was going to be doing what he's been doing. And and so they, you know, he complimented a few. Uh, he brought in the Avila kid at center who was real good last year. Now he's in the NFL. But the core of that team was that underrated, overachieving super athlete that Gary Patterson recruited to TCU forever. Won a Rose Bowl, won six conference championships. Mac Brown won two. Texas has won three in the big 12 Gary Patterson won six at TCU Gary Patterson is the reason that TCU is in the big 12 so I mean don't tell him that because his ego will go hey, he starts sweating and stuff getting all yeah. happy but, I mean look Gary's a grinder I love Gary he he drives me crazy but I I love him so he's not there anymore and honestly some of the edge is off that program and I don't I don't you know Joe Gillespie there's really no excuse for the defense not to be great this year because they got eight starters back Joe Gillespie's back the defensive coordinator that's the one thing I look at and I say okay watch out because they could put it together and you know what I've been saying all week about the signs if if TCU had Texas signs last year or if they didn't, we should see, I mean, same defense, pretty much the same offense. Let's see who's boss. And now, TCU, you got them in your backyard. Yeah. If you were that good last year and you knew Sark's offensive tendencies that well, you should be able to slap them around again. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and I loved having Brian Estridge, voice of the TCU, on here on Monday, and I asked him the question about, you know, did people are people starting to get a little antsy because in 2022, Sonny Dykes, a lot of those guys, he inherited it from Gary Patterson and Brian being the voice of TCU, answered it the right way about, no, that's BS and stuff, and I appreciate Brian for that. But I, it's, I don't know how you not look at it that way with the struggles that they had defensively. Like you said, Chip, when you got eight starters back and you've had the struggles that they've had, that leaves some question marks. It just does. I mean, you can talk about Sonny Dykes at Cal Berkeley and SMU, whatever, but to go from what you saw being a team in the national championship to what you see now, that's way too much of just 
a decrease in production. And yeah, is it Gillespie and what they're doing? Are people figuring out the three three five? You look on the other side, and them bringing in Kendall Browse, and obviously, which that that does worry me a little bit because you know who has a similar offense as TCU, Oklahoma, Jeff Levy and Kendall Browse, they brother in laws. So oh. it's very oh, been on the phone. Yeah, been on the phone all week. All week, man, saying, hey, what you do? Hey, I like this and stuff. And if I'm Jeff Levy, I'll be like, yeah, but Hoover ain't Gabriel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the main thing to look for. As much as those offenses might be similar, you still got to have the players to go out there and execute that thing. And, yeah, if Josh Hoover's playing out there and not Chandler Morris, well, Chandler Morris, again, he ain't no uh, Tom Brady either. So right. all the games that they won, what they beat Houston with more uh, with Chandler Morris, and then they beat SMU, and then they beat another team that's non-power five. So he doesn't really have any big, you know, power six or power five wins either. So like, how much has he really proven? Even though we knew he was going to start in, you know, before Max Duggan, before Morris got hurt. So yeah, man, there's a lot of question marks going on in Fort Worth, but they still got guys. And if they've been waiting for this game, if this has been circled on the calendar, like a lot of teams have Texas throughout the season, then that could cause some serious problems because that offense for TCU, they're fifth in the country when it comes to plays per game. That's a very high pace. And, you know, if Texas keeps guys on the field due to a TCU not subbing guys out and guys get tired and you start dinking your dunking your way up the field and the defensive line, they're not able to be a factor because Hoover's getting the ball out of his hands so quick. That could be an issue. You know, that could be an now issue. Don't let this Oklahoma. offense, don't let them get into a rhythm. No. Bring the heat because Hoover will throw it to you. Yeah, you will. Let me make sure that we get, uh, and, and speaking of salty, get to Salt Traders Coastal cooking. I mean, happy hour, 3.30 to 6.30. You're going to get $5 off the beginnings menu. The beginnings menu has the New Orleans barbecue shrimp, grilled oysters, the chowder fries. Come on. I mean, you're getting hungry right now, and you're like, oh, it's almost 3.30. Yeah, go to Salt Traders Coastal cooking. Grab your... Date, date night, Salt Traders. You got the Zilker location. You've got the Round Rock location. All night happy hour on Monday night and happy hour every night from 3.30 to 6.30. $5 off the beginning beginnings menu. And you order a few of those family style. You're in heaven. Salt Traders Coastal cooking. All right, it is time. For the right call from my man, Zay. The right call, best ref ever in the history of hoops. Collier. See, see, now you're messing, messing stuff up, man. Best ref in Central Texas history. Oh, best Central ref in Texas, Central yeah. Texas history. I'm not that conceited, Chip. <laughs> but yeah, man. Best ref in Central Texas history. Oh, yeah. High school my basketball. Man. High school basketball. Zay. Yeah, there we the go. The right call, Collier. 
There we go. Appreciate that. Before we get to the right call, let me shout out Covert BK for the Covert Auto Group. Been around for over a hundred years. So if you got that beat up 1976 Pinto that you don't know why that check engine light is on all the time and the tires seem all worn down and you know transmissions all messed up, man, go to Covert BK. Quit wasting your time. It's about to be the holidays and stuff. Get you something that you deserve or get that person in your family something that they deserve with the seven terrific brands at Covert BK from GMC, Cadillac, Buick, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. You will get hooked up at Covert BK. Dan and the crew, they are terrific and they will provide you with a high quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles because the customer satisfaction is always grade A and you are going to be satisfied once you get your vehicle and you'll be off. You know, you'll get to go to all those trips. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. Get you that car so you can go visit mom and them over a couple of states away. Pack those miles on because you can't do it in the hoopty. So check out covertbcave.com for all the latest specials and inventory. And you can see what you deserve. Nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. All right, Chip, the right call, man. A petty story for that ass. So petty. Uh, very petty. I love this story. It's going to be great. You're going to appreciate it, too, because you've been on this guy hard, and it doesn't even have to really do with him, but it does. And you'll Rock see Purdy? very shortly. No, close. Very close. Name another quarterback in the NFC that you've been on pretty hard lately. Uh, oh, Baker? No, close. Another another one. We live close uh, to him. Cousins? We live close to him. Our oh. city that we live in is close to the city that he plays in. Same oh, state. the uh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. All right. Now, Dak has nothing to do with this, but he does, and you'll see very shortly. So, new Dallas Maverick, Grant Williams, came from Boston. Solid player. You know, he's been solid for the Mavs. If which it's obviously way too early. We're at the beginning of November. But if the playoffs started today, the Mavs would be a second seed. They're 6-1, and one, Luka and Kyrie. It seems it's working out. Kyrie's doing a good job playing off ball. And then when Luka goes out the game, it becomes Kyrie's turn. And they got Derek Jones, and they brought in Grant Williams, who's played terrific. So Grant Williams is a, as you see here on the picture, Eagles fan. And he was at the podium yesterday rocking a Jason Kelsey throwback jersey. Now, okay, that, he's an Eagles fan, but he's in Dallas now. So it could be a little questionable. So questionable that Tad Prescott, this is where Dak comes in, Dak's brother, he commented saying, is he fucking serious? You play for Dallas franchise. You play for a Dallas franchise, and you pull this shit. Must not want the love of the fans or city. Grant Williams responded by putting, "I support all my guys on the team and your brother because I love the man he is and who he inspires the youth to be." Full respect to all the hate he goes through and the talent he has. But on Eagles versus Cowboys, it'll always be fly, Eagles fly. And then he posted an even pettier pick of Micah Parsons rocking a Philadelphia 76ers jersey. So 
Tad Prescott, dude, relax, bro. It's not that serious. It really isn't. Like, I get that there's a lot of Dallas fans that are loyal, and anytime they see anybody wearing anything Philly, they get some PTSD and they start thinking crazy. But these are athletes, man. Like, they they come from their own cities. Like, they, they're still going to play hard for Dallas. But Grant Williams, he didn't know what he was doing by rocking the Eagles jersey. Was it petty? Yes. But Tad Prescott, you ain't even playing, bruh. Like, Dak doesn't need this. You know what I'm saying? Because we got people like you out here blaming Dak for his foot on the line and stuff like that, foot out of bounds and this and that. This is the last thing Dak needs is his brother saying some crazy stuff to Grant Williams, who's playing good basketball right now. You can't say Grant Williams is playing bad. He's knocking down shots. He's guarding the best player on the other team. He's helping out Luka and Kyrie and stuff. Like, the Mavs have needed somebody like Grant Williams because they haven't had that 3 and D tough physique type of fella in a very long time. So, you know, I, Tad, what's his, what's his tie-in to the Eagles? I don't know. I don't know if he's, a, he's from Philly North Corey. Carolina. Okay. I don't know. He might have kinfolk there or, you know, just grew up a fan. He might have been a Mike Vick fan at one point of time or McNabb. Who knows? But... Yeah, I don't know what his real ties are, you know. Because that picture you showed me of him in the Kelsey throwback. Yeah, it's clean. I ain't going front. Yeah, it's pretty clean. <laughs> it's clean. It's clean. I can't knock Where, it's where was he when that was taken? Oh, he was on the podium during the presser for the Mavs. So there are a lot of. Like a post game? Yeah, like a post game. So, and it yeah. just happened to be Cowboys-Eagles week? After, yeah, after Cowboys lose to the Eagles, it's petty. It's petty. I ain't going to lie, but I don't think he's going to lose the fans. Like, he's going to lose the fans if he plays bad. Not if. And you don't give a F. Yeah, he really doesn't. Because if he's wearing an Eagles jersey right after the Eagles beat the Cowboys and he's playing for the Mavs, and is this press conference in Dallas? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like he don't give a f. So I'm I'm good with Grant Williams. I like him even more now because he's gonna be tough as nails, and he's gonna bring you some of that, you know, bleep in his neck that the Mavericks need. Every team needs. Yeah, you gotta have a dude that's not gonna back down and like, oh, I'm hurt. Yeah. No, I need a dude that's willing to stand up and stare some people down, you know? Yeah, he's a true Rick Barnes player. Like, playing at Tennessee, that's exactly what Rick Barnes loves. Just a tough, hard-nosed, blue-collar fellow. P.J. Tucker. Grant Williams and P.J. Tucker, it couldn't be more synonymous with each other. Like, both of those guys have really the exact same game. They can hit threes from the outside, and they'll guard your best player and do a pretty good job at doing it. And they'll fight you. They'll fight you. Y'all remember Grant Williams almost fighting Jimmy Butler in the Eastern Conference Finals this past season? Like, Grant Williams, you're right. He don't give a damn. He really doesn't. And he knew exactly what he was doing, being on the Dallas team, wearing that Jason Kelsey, Kelly Green throwback jersey. But, like, you know, Tad Prescott was so in the wrong. Like, that's the last thing Dak needs. Yeah, don't, don't get in your feelings, Tad. I'm going off on. See, this is why Aaron Rodgers, I always go back to Aaron Rodgers with this. 
Y'all want to know why Aaron Rodgers is such an asshole and just dropped his brother that was on The Bachelor and the whole family? Because shit like this, shit like this. Like, dude, you ain't even playing. You're living off me. You're living off me. So instead of making my life easier, now you're in the headlines for no reason. Just because you're salty? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get where he's coming from, but you don't have to say that. Like, this is why John Brown's out here talking about kids don't need phones until they in high school. Because some adults don't need phones. Some adults can't help their gangster fingers and Twitter fingers and saying outlandish stuff online that might affect their family. Dak Prescott needs to be as low-key and family needs to be as low-key as possible. Because when you're a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, you're always going to be in the limelight even when you don't want to be. So this could have been avoided. And I'm sure you could have called Grant. I'm sure, you know, those celebrities and athletes, especially in Dallas, I'm sure that Grant's people and Dak's people could have gotten together or communicated somehow to where Tad was like, hey, bro, what's up with you in the Eagles jersey, man? Like, I don't, I don't like that. You're going to have to explain it to me. A man-to-man type thing. But instead, these dudes went Twitter fingers, Chip, and he had to say something online. And now Dak Prescott probably has another distraction, which, again, he doesn't need right now, especially at this point of his career, when a lot of Dallas people don't like him. Tad, a lot of people don't like your brother. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do what's best for him and the family and going after Grant Williams like this. That ain't it, bruh, bruh. That is not it. Yeah, that's 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 weak sauce, man. <laughs> I mean, your brother's making $40 million. And dropping interception after interception against the 49ers. Getting outplayed by Brock Purdy. But uh, you know what, Chip? Dak's brothers always do this. Like, we know he lost the brother, you know, uh, a a couple of years ago, I want to say. I want to say, you know, one of his brothers passed away, you know. But his brothers are always arguing on Twitter with folks. Both of them, the ones that are still alive, they're always doing some weird stuff. And a lot of it's protecting Dak, like, you know, a big brother would. But it always comes off as just arrogant and unnecessary. You know, it's very odd, like, how involved his brothers are. I get being close. Like, it's family. I understand that. But, yeah, their skin's pretty thin. Like, they do not like folks talking about his brother. They don't like just things that come with the job. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks that guys get death threats and, you know, this and that. All the negative that goes into it. But at the end of the day, it comes with the job. And you got to try to be as invisible as possible. Because, like I said earlier, when talking about the right call here, you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. You're going to be in that limelight whether you like it or not. So, Yeah, how about deal. you just call your brother and see how he's doing. Thank you. Be a voice, that a shoulder that he can, you know, lean on when times are tough. Don't don't go kicking hornet's nests. Yeah, because Tad wants to be Dak. Because Tad is living too much in Dak's life. And he's trying to, he, he wants to be, he wants to be Dak. So he wants to live it up as much as possible, man. That's not the case, man. You got your own life too. That I'm sure Dak has made a lot better for you. 
So just stay in your lane, man. Just the Boulevard stay. Ball Day, just stay in your lane. In your lane. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, look. It's uh, it's time to bring on Hey, Rocky. Hey. How we doing? Good. Uh, laughing at you guys. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> we we love just it. listening and laughing. I mean, yeah, you yeah, always... You always get my man per se Hilton when he is fired up <laughs> going off yeah. on yeah. uh and I love it. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, ladies. I just hate when siblings that don't play have something to say and make it hard for the guys that do. They're yeah. just riding the popularity, riding the coattail yeah. of the member. Yeah, we we've seen that people on social media that they have a family member and they, they're getting loud using that platform, mm -hmm. someone else's platform. Like, yeah. Well, what uh, what do we have in store today? Yeah, we are super excited. We've actually got uh, the KI Sports Director, Bob Ballou, coming on to Bobby join B? us today. Yeah, yes. Bob B is going to be on here, yeah. giving us some insight and, of course, Love some that. background. So we're excited about that. We're going to be talking a little bit of playoffs. Rocky's excited. She's repping her Westlake stuff. So, uh, And of course, who's taking on Megan's uh, my, Round Rock Dragons? My amazing Round Rock Dragons. <laughs> yeah. So. Poor Round Rock. <laughs> Listen, poor Round Rock. We're a baseball school, okay? So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Westlake, didn't the Westlake eliminate Round Rock no, this year? Oh. I, <laughs> I love it. No. We, have, love we have a fun new thing we're going to do. Three, two, one. So three good things about Texas. Two not good things slash bad things and one to grow on. So we're going to have that. And then we're going to make our great picks that everybody's winning so much money on. Don't bet. Clearly. And, <laughs> and then Texas women in sports. So we have a lot. Let's, let's go. We're going to step out of your way. Y'all take it away. You ready? You ready to 